0: mindfulness mode
1: the key is to dial into information that has uh, good positive effects
0: welcome mindful tribe great to have you back today we're going to be talking about transformation we have talked about this before of course and I have a guest here today with me who specializes in core trauma transformation helping people get to the root of their biggest block and connect their authentic selves and thrive in deep, confident peace. And I just asked her a moment ago what she was hoping you would get from this interview. And she said, Tools to improve your life dramatically. So get ready, put your seatbelt on. We're ready to talk with Dr. Tara Perry. Dr. Perry, are you in mindfulness mode today?
1: Absolutely. That's great. It's, it's is there a better Is there a better mode to be in?
0: <laughs> no, it's just great to be here with you, Dr. Perry. I'm, I'm so excited to be talking to you. So tell me this, what does mindfulness mean to you?
1: Um, I think uh, healing comes so much with awareness. Um, it, uh, the more aware we are, the more we have uh, the ability to navigate. It's like having a car with a clean windshield. Um, if your windshield is got mud all over it, then you you know you know you're not going to make it to the grocery store. Uh, but if you're mindful and you're aware, then you have um, uh, antennae and uh, a, a dashboard and uh, a windshield that you can see out of. So it's it's kind of a navigational system. Um, otherwise, you're just asleep and you're you're operating according to unconscious programming yes
0: absolutely right so tell me about some of your experiences that led you to this place where you were able to help people to transform
1: such a great question um i feel blessed because um way back when uh when i was growing up my dad was on the board of the price pottinger foundation he had um, he saw his uh, father die early at um, you know too old, too young. Um, you know he smoked and didn't exercise and didn't eat well. So my dad got very interested in nutrition and um, joined the Price Pottinger Foundation, which is one of the oldest uh, foundations in the world for nutrition. So I, I grew up with no white flour and no white sugar in my family, which was unheard of when they thought Twinkies was a vitamin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, and and you know even a friend of his called him once from the hospital, you know, and this was a very wealthy man. And he had the the best doctors in New York uh, taking stabs at his liver because he was jaundice. And, um, you know, the guy called up my dad and said, you know, they were really good friends and said, help, I'm in the hospital. They're doing all these tests on me. And, and, you know, I've got jaundice and they, you know, they're taking stabs at my liver and all these tests and it's expensive. And I'm, I'm, I'm withering away here. Nobody's helping me. Um, And my dad said, well, were you taking anything prior to this happening? And, um, and and uh, he said, Well, I was taking blah 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 with some drug. And my dad had the physician's desk reference there. He pulled it out and he said, Well, the side effect of blah 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 is jaundice. And my friend, and he, his friend was, you know, gobstruck. He's like, Are you kidding me? I've got four of the best doctors doing all these tests for all these days, and they haven't told me it's a side effect of the medication that I've been on. So, um, this is the environment that I grew up in, and so I and i I've always been interested in in helping people at a high level, you know, in giving them their power back. So, um, after I graduated um from college, i I spent uh, several years in the entertainment business, so that was a little side trip there right um, and uh, realized that I you know I, I didn't feel emotionally fulfilled in that world at all. Um, so, I asked my homeopath what he did because I saw him healing people on a regular basis. And uh, he told me, and I ended up um, enrolling in acupuncture school because that you know there's certain licenses you can have to practice medicine in California, homeopathy is not one of them. Um, so he said the best way to understand how the body works is to, in his opinion, uh, study acupuncture. So I went to China for a year and got my acupuncture license, ended up teaching at UCLA. Um, and emperor's College which is the number one college in California and loved it uh, loved what it did for people you know I was able to help people avoid unnecessary surgeries and and you know eat better and and feel better and function better and um, you know regain their body from paralysis uh, it was it was fabulous help people get pregnant that had been struggling because it's it's wonderful for so many things that people aren't aware of including things like uh, stress and PTSD because um, the military now is aware of this uh, there's something called Battlefield acupuncture—it's very good at upregulating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is that part of your nervous system that's functional when um, you know you're relaxed, you're calm. Uh, Bruce, you know, I'm sure you know of this because you're you're constantly helping people get into that state. Because when you're in the opposite state, which is sympathetic, you're you know that's when you're in fight or flight. That's when danger, danger, danger. Your body thinks it has to run fight hide uh, or or fawn is another one you know please somebody else in order to survive and that's not a functional way to live um, so um, uh, I ended up finding out luckily before covid that I'm I'm very good at helping people go into the subconscious mind uh, with uh, hypnosis and and find that part of them that's blocked and uh, and this is done in a way that most hypnotists don't do because i i knew two of the top hypnotists in los angeles and while they were very um extremely wise people gave great information helped people a great degree um they did not do this this way. Um, and I have found that to be absolutely magical uh, because I don't need to know what the problem is. The client doesn't need to know what the problem is. But if they know how they feel, whether that's uh, blocked, you know, stressed, not enough. Um, and then where they where they feel it in their body, you know, is it hot? Is it cold? Is it electrical? Is it empty? Is it heavy? You know, what's the experience of that? And then is there anything that triggers it, you know, how long has it been with you? I just need to know that mosaic of information and that'll give me the pathway from where they are to where they wanna go. I often say people are like an iPhone 14 operating on iPhone 4 technology, and the cool thing is, is the brain does operate rather like a computer. Um, so when there's a program that's stuck in there that's a nasty emotion connect to, connected to a very clear thought that's old, you know, it was put wow. in there when you were 2, 4, 6, 10, whenever. I mean, sometimes it's as an adult. Um, I recently worked with a woman who had, was attacked by a Rottweiler and had six jaw surgeries. Um, She was living in constant fear, um, pain, worry of losing more teeth, more surgeries. And, you know, she was desperate. And in one session, maybe it was two, um, she just, you know, didn't have that issue anymore. And You know, you don't talk about the trauma. You you know, you touch on it. You you connect to the emotion, but then you 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 find out what those neurons are that are stuck together. That clear thought with that clear emotion, and then you just you know work with that and 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 get that to shift so that you're now the iPhone 14 rather than the iPhone 4. Mm. Have you found that you have actually shifted yourself as a result
0: of doing some of this hypnosis work? Oh,
1: that's a great question too. It is rather difficult to do on yourself. you know because when you're in that twilight state it's like you're drifting in it's a very natural state you're in and out of it every single day Um, i do a ton of meditation for myself personally because i know the benefits from it and i also recommend for anybody who's willing i will guide them on how to you know get started on that um, because the benefits are just you know through the roof and the and the better you get at going into that deep calm quiet place and allowing those knots that have accumulated over the years Maybe even longer, maybe lifetimes. I don't know, but um, allow them to unravel and and really sit within them. Um, the the health benefits, the the um, emotional benefits, the cognitive benefits are are outstanding. Um, so yes, to to many degrees, I have found that I can do this on myself. Plus, the other thing that's fantastic here is my kitty. I'm gonna say hello, kitty. <laughs> uh, Um, The other, uh, what I've also noticed, and I'm sure, Bruce, you've noticed this too, when you're working with a client and you help them transition out of something that they've been struggling with, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, something that's been plaguing their life, you know, you feel instant relief as well. It's like you both get to experience that together. Um, So there's something in the quantum field that connects us all. And when another person gets relief, gets joy, gets bliss, gets happiness, gets um, enlightenment, you know, we all experience that right you know like right. in your work with kids you know that when kids yes. go out into the world and they're 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 um harmed they're they're scared they're um they've become reactive in in a negative way uh, they've shut down you know that has a rippling effect yes um, it really society. does
0: yeah i want to ask you i know you've taught uh, acupuncture for 10 years what have you experienced when you taught this with certain uh certain potential teachers. Are there some that have characteristics who make phenomenal uh, acupuncturists and some that just do not meet with success in the field? Or how how have you found that?
1: Bruce, you ask really great questions. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I found that, um, well, I, I think this is true with anything, in, including myself, um, the more your ego's involved, Um, the less you're able to fully be with somebody, the more you, the more you truly care about the person that you're working with. Um, If you treat the other person, the way you would treat yourself, I think you become authentically a a better doctor. Um, uh, If if it's all about you and all about how, you know, many certificates you have and how um, successful you are and how um uh, you know, how lovely your office is, um, then, you know, the 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 patient doesn't feel loved. They don't feel cared for. Um I had I had some patients that would put uh in that memo section of the check when they were writing, you know, me paying me at the end of the session, they would put love. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that yeah. you know, I, I came for love. <laughs> um and truly love heals and attention heals and care heals. And that doesn't take away from also having you know good expertise in knowing what advice to give somebody um you know uh to 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 know your craft really really well be devoted to that um so it's a mixture it's a mixture of 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 science it's a mixture of art it's a mixture of heart and caring um uh I hope that was a good answer to that question.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is a good answer. And I know that at the top of the show, I said that we were going to provide our listeners with tools to improve your life dramatically. So acupuncture is one of those tools, correct? What are some of the others?
1: You know what? I want to ask. I want to add one thing to that other thing. I had students who were top of the class. And they were the hardest on themselves, um, and, and that can be a two-edged sword. Um, they were also excellent students, wonderful providers, um, and and sometimes those people are are too hard on themselves, and and it hurts them. So so everything is as a balance, and and mindfulness and awareness is the key to to operating that balance well. Um, now to your question about acupuncture, acupuncture is. Uh, a really nice way to dial into the body energy um, in a really elegant way. It's been around for thousands of years. There's many different traditions for it. So you can see different acupuncturists and have different outcomes. and again this is this is mindfulness at, at a different level you're you're using your mindfulness i've also i've often called the needles points of focus because you have to ask yourself sometimes how is it that a needle can cause this amazing healing effect in the body and yes. it, it seems to me that it's a point of focus um there's sacred geometry around a point um and and that kind of helps explain why a needle Um, you know, just a couple of points in your ear can dramatically affect the vagus nerve. Now there are anatomical reasons for that as well, but there's so many acupuncture points that are are distal from the point of pain that, um, it can't so simply be explained. Um, uh, and, and it's, it's awareness, it's, it's mindfulness, it's, it's tuning into that beautiful art, that beautiful skill and, and, and noticing what happens, um, Mindfulness also includes, you know, if you're doing something in the world and you're not getting the result that you want, mindfulness means being aware of that and changing it. So to anybody listening to this show, you know, if you're doing the same thing over and over again and you're not getting the result you want, maybe there's a different way to do it. Maybe there's a different way to look at it. For instance, I love Byron Katie. Uh, She's just amazing. I I have pretty much everybody reading um, um, Loving What Is. Um, everything she writes is is fantastic. You know, she's a woman who experienced enlightenment. I believe in her forties, when she was in a halfway house with a cockroach crawling up her leg, and and somewhere between wake and sleep, sleep and wake, she she realized that it was all in her mind. Actually, I'm I, I'm also interviewing a lot of people on on how the brain works. I've got Jill Bolte Taylor coming up. She's a woman who experienced a stroke in half of her brain and and wrote about it. She was a neuroanatomist, um, and I recently had a fellow who wrote um, No Self, No Problem. And, uh, you know, we were looking at the effects of, of of when people had the right and left hemisphere of their brain severed to mm-hmm. help them with, with seizures. Yes. Um, and then what, how the brain behaves. Um, they actually function quite well without that connection. But guess what the brain does when it doesn't know the answer to something? I mean, this is shocking information, and it should be known all over the world. But guess what the brain does when it doesn't know the answer to something? It it makes something up
0: (laughs) and it thinks
1: it's right. I mean, so when you think about that, that's what, that's what our left brain is busy doing. It's coming up with answers, even if those answers aren't right. So as you know, as a hypnotist, uh, you know, what answers are we have, have we provided for ourselves that just aren't true? Yes. And how are those harming us? So So Byron Katie has a very simple way of asking questions. You know, when I'm working with somebody, I take them back to the root of where where did that horrible emotion get that get wedged in there. And then when you start teasing it out, it's like, oh, I thought it was this, and then it turns out it's not really that, it's something else. It's actually there, it's trying to help me, it's trying to protect me, but it's doing it with the information of a four-year-old. It's not, you know, it needs, it needs to be upgraded. It's that iPhone 14, you know, that's got iPhone 4 technology stuck in there. And what's so cool about that is it's fixable, it's, it's reprogrammable.
0: Yeah, that is really cool. And I might mention your podcast is called Next Level Healing. Is there anybody else that you've interviewed that pops into your mind that it was just so much of a revelation when you did that interview?
1: So many. I had Eben Alexander on recently. Um, He was probably more brain dead than any human being ever was. He's a neurosurgeon. So he was able to write about it. He was 40 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Um, and, And so what we learn from these interviews is that when the brain shuts down, we think the brain is there to help us. But if the brain is making up answers that aren't real <laughs> we got to we got to look a second time at that and and really see and this is awareness this is mindfulness you know what really is in there that's serving us and what's in there that's hurting us um, and, and we really do have to take a you know, a bird's eye view. We have to take that 10,000 foot view, and that's kind of hard when you're mired in it, you're stuck in it. So Eben Alexander's experience, um, his book is called Proof of Heaven, you know and, and this shows that when the brain is completely shut down, we have a, actually a more vivid experience of life. There's uh, near death experiences is another thing that' I'm, I'm diving into. Um, I have a fellow coming up that specializes in shared death experiences. Um, And uh, this is actually way more widespread than people are aware. But when somebody passes, a lot of times there's a family member that also experiences that shift in consciousness and a a life review. Um, So one of the uh, interviews that I I love, 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 and is one of my most popular so far is Mark Gober. He wrote a book called An End to Upside Down Thinking. And it has to do with um, where consciousness really is. And he proves, and I know this is going to sound bizarre to anybody that's not into this um, and hasn't studied this. Um, this is a quantum physics thing. But he proves that consciousness is not located in the brain. Whoa. And that Eben Alexander, the amazing. brain surgeon, he also now knows this because he's like, wait a minute. Biologically, I didn't have a brain. My brain was mush. It was taken out by this um, um What did he have? He had a gram-negative bacteria that is extremely rare for a healthy man to have. It -hmm. turned his brain to total mush. He has all the MRI reports to prove, you know, the state of his brain. Um, And and yet he was having experiences that were more real than real. And these are not uncommon experiences of people that have, um, because ways to revive people have become so advanced, um, there's more and more stories of people who have, clinically died Um, and and you can say oh yes well it's you know the brain in its last gasps of life but but okay if that's true then how come they were able to report you know what was going on a block away you know uh, with their relative that was you know several states away true stuff that was going on or things that were going on in other rooms of the hospital they couldn't possibly have known that if it was just an artifact of, of chemistry going on in their brain So Mark Ober does the best job of anybody I know uh, because his story is is that he he was a summa cum laude graduate from Princeton, went to work on Wall Street, was very successful, but he was a materialist and he wasn't happy. So he started listening to podcasts about spirituality and consciousness, and he looked around and he's like, wait a minute, how come they aren't teaching this at Princeton? Because the science behind this is so solid. So um, he's written six books. Um, I just interviewed him on his latest book, uh, and uh, that interview will be coming out shortly. Um, so oh, I'm fantastic. super excited about you know, the stuff that um, I've been able to just connect to and, and share with other people.
0: Yeah. I just think he's amazing as well. I've interviewed him also. Yeah. Yeah. He is incredible. Well, I want to ask you your opinion. I know that I've interviewed a number of people that have had trauma experiences and then they've gone ahead and they've had an ayahuasca experience and found that to be life-changing. What are your comments, thoughts, and and experiences with this? Yeah.
1: Mark um, actually writes about that in his book as well. And I think his points are very well taken. Um, You'll I mean, all that stuff definitely will give you a shift in consciousness. Um, The science also is quite good. I believe the reason Colorado legalized psilocybin was because they found that it reduced violent crime and theft. Um, And and MAPS is studying this a great deal. Um, They're the big organization. um, Oh, boy, what does that acronym stand for Um, the Mm, shoot but the p stands for psychedelics (laughs) and it's all about how it, it can shift you and change you for for the better um things like ptsd so i do think there's tremendous value there i think whoever's leading it whoever your person guiding you through that is very very important um i've often described my process as um the psychedelic experience without the psychedelics because basically you're getting the conscious mind out of the way, which is the goal in all of this. It's the conscious mind uh, that's why the name of that book was No No Self, No Problem. Because when you take the conscious mind, that beta functioning out of the picture, when you drop into alpha, when you drop into theta, when you del- drop into delta, when you calm down the brain and 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 get it more in a turned off mode, um, you you have you have um, uh, the experience of much more richness. Um, that I think is more authentically who we are. I think we're spiritual beings having a, a, a physical experience rather than physical beings having a spiritual experience. Yes, I agree. And quantum physics, yeah. I believe, really bears that out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I want to ask you a question about bullying since I've worked in this field. And and I found that there's a real... Uh, correlation between mindfulness and bullying do you have a story where mindfulness would have made a difference
1: Wow that is another great question I I don't have vast experience I mean clearly a lot of people who come to me they you know they're in various states of having trauma as kids um, and, and some of it mm-hmm. is bad bullying um you know the bullies, I'm curious about your experience. I think the bullies need help, too. Um, you know, they th- definitely they, they're do, not going yes. home at the end of the day feeling great because they nope. beat up the little kid. Nope. Um, in not fact, in fact, when people have, um, you know, life reviews, um, they go back and they experience if, if somebody beat up another person, they get to go back and experience all those blows that they inflicted on another person. So at the end of the day, um, and Mark Gober does a beautiful job of writing in his book um, that the golden rule exists in every single religion on the face of the earth. You know, why is that? You know, why is it that every single people on the face of the earth that had any spiritual inclination wrote about the golden rule? Well, because that's because we are each other you know yes um so yes. so the way Absolutely. to happiness um as Thich nhat han said there is no road to happiness happiness is the road the the more we can you know open up our hearts and share it. so so the bully is living in fear he's living in um needing to be better than needing to crush others in order to feel good about himself and he learned that um so that's you know he's also a product of that that whole system um uh I'm not sure I answered. Yeah, I'm, I, not, I'm not sure I answered your question, but uh, yeah, uh,
0: yeah that that's no problem. I think that's that's great what you've said, and I think the answer is in compassion. That the more compassion we can actually have for ourselves and for each other, the better off we'll be in this world. How do you feel about that?
1: I, I think the key is self love, um, and that's not egotistical at all. But um, I, I've worked with so many people who have, have been through all kinds of trauma, and I always say that the one that really choked me up was this 80-year-old that had never loved himself. And when I could finally get him to that point of of opening up his heart and loving that little boy within himself, I teared up. I thought, wow, 80 years of walking the planet without just turning that corner, that beautiful corner that's right there in front of you. Um, All the mystics say that, you know, the truth is closer than your own breath. And it's true. Yes. My my meditation teacher once said to me, you know, Tara, do you ever wake up grateful for your breath? You know, if we yeah. if we can be aware of the miracles that we are, um, you know, that that person who's aware of the the miracle that they are um, doesn't go bully other people. So so right. it's the blindness to that. It's the blindness to any sense of self love. The blindness to any sense of compassion um, that that allows the bullying situation to to thrive. Um, yeah. And we were talking before the recording that, you know, I've, I've participated in Lisa Nichols program with, with teens. And as soon as you can get teens talking to one another, you know, um, providing a supportive environment, it feels so much better in life to support another person. I mean, that's where raging happiness comes from. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, it doesn't come from dominating another person. Dominating another person no. doesn't feel good. Um, it, it feels constrictive, it feels wrong, it feels uh, less than um, and and by by creating a smile on somebody else's face, I, I feel like I get to let people out of prison for a living and nothing makes me happier than that, you know um, yeah. I, I, I to go to bed at night, Getting a text that, um, you know, somebody's life had changed in a massive way, and and I mean, and and I feel like the more I walk this path, the more fine-tuned it gets, the the quicker the responses get. Um, just this last month, I had somebody who had been in forty years of low back pain, and when he found out I was an acupuncturist, he was really happy because he's like, "Well, acupuncture helps my back pain." I'm like, "Well, I could do acupuncture, but you know, um, honestly, getting into the subconscious mind, you know, if you've had this for forty years, if you broke the thickest bone in your body, which is your femur, that should be healed in eight weeks and better than it was before you broke it. So if this isn't healing, something might be getting in the way. And fortunately, he was an advanced meditator. He was a dispensa person. Uh, and, uh, you know, in, in six, in 30 days, he was 80% better with the back pain that he had had for 40 years. And I said, are you surprised by that? And he says, no, I know how powerful my mind is.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Well, let's talk a little bit more about meditation and and your form of meditation, what it looks like in your life and how much it has helped you. Mm
1: -hmm. So, um, uh, meditation has been Part of my life for a long time, like a lot of people, I've gone in and out of it, and you know, I, I haven't always given it the uh, the respect that I it's due. Um, when you really, really, really get addicted to it, you don't ever want to be without it. Like. I typically get up at 4 or 5 a.m. and meditate for an hour. Um, I combine it with breath work. And and this evolves and changes over time. I keep gravitating to the thing that I find most powerful. Uh, I am a big Dr. Joe Dispenza fan. Um, I just finished my seventh live event with him. Um, And what I love about him is he's quantifying the results. He's looking at brain waves. He's looking at blood results. Um, He's showing how uh, the body produces proteins that make it much more uh, uh, impervious to dis-ease, to viruses, to bacteria. Um, He's uh, quantifying the mental, physical, uh, emotional effects that this is having in the body. Uh, So he has an advanced progressive bundle on his website, which I have all of my people who are willing purchase purchase and do. It's 25 hours of him explaining how the brain works, so that takes some work off of my plate. (laughs) (laughs) yes um because honestly the more equipped somebody comes to me and the more they understand how their brain works um it just works that much easier uh i don't have to keep going back to the basics um so that and and he's all over youtube so you can get tons of free videos on there just type in dispensa meditation you can find five minute meditations ten minute meditations an hour meditations longer um find one that feels good to you they don't all work for everybody um I, you know, sometimes um, people prefer a different kind of approach or a different kind of voice. Um, he has mellowed out a little bit. He used to kind of drag on his words a lot about being out <laughs> in space and, you know, da-da-da. And People got, wrote him from all over the world and saying, could you dial that back a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I, one of them that I'm enjoying right now is The Alchemist um, and that's free on YouTube. You can check that out. Uh, But whatever, even and I I actually don't listen to him as I'm meditating currently, I I prefer to go into quiet. Um, I, I prefer to go into the energy centers, you know, give them blessings, give them light, give them lots of energy, um, combine that with the breath work and, and there's yoga practices for that. Uh, uh, there's another fellow named, uh, Leland Holgate, who's teaching a warrior breath practice. He was a quadriplegic once and a paraplegic once and, uh, healed himself with breath work both times. So he's out there on the internet and is teaching people how to do this. Um, there's more yin types of breath work. Um, I haven't explored those a lot, but for people who don't like the really yang aspect of it, um, there are ways to do it in a, in a quieter, subtler way that I understand have have similar effects. So basically, whatever works for you, um, you know, get that energy flowing, get get that brain calmed down, so that you can go into nothing and connect to the quantum field. Um, and and from all of these brain interviews that I'm doing. Um, from Mark Gober to, um, to Evan Alexander, you know, the more those brainwaves are dialed back and down, that's when you, you can start having these, these more real than real experiences, you know, these insights, these, um, you know, lucid dreaming. Um, but it, it's a heightened state of awareness.
0: Right. Well, Dr. Perry, I know your website is consultterra.com dot com what can we expect to find there when we go to your website well i
1: can't say that my website is fabulous (laughs) (laughs) there's only so much of me to go around and i can i can only uh, it it it, uh, but but there is um a a button there that says let's talk and uh you can fill out a few questions and um uh set a time to talk with me for about 30 minutes um i mean my Mm -hmm. website's not bad it's got you know uh you know, uh, testimonials and things I've accomplished mm-hmm. over the years and what people are experiencing doing the work. Um, you can also, uh, your listeners can go on there and just shoot me a little, uh, message and say, uh, Hey, I met you on Bruce's podcast. Uh, send me your unzip meditation, which is one that I haven't released publicly yet, but it's a way to just unzip from the personality that we think we are and go into that quantum nothingness just for a few minutes. You know, it's a very short, calming meditation. Uh, but you know, I'll give that as a free gift to your listeners. Awesome.
0: Thank you for that. Well, as we move forward in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. Okay. The first one is this. Who is one person who has been a really powerful mindfulness influence for you in your life?
1: Wow. Can I, can I, can I give you 50? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I, Byron Katie is going to come to the top of my list. Uh, right. I love her. Uh, she's just magical. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And tell us how mindfulness has helped you deal with your emotions differently than in the past.
1: Um, Again, I think if you're operating from unconsciousness, which is lack of mindfulness, then you're just um, running on autopilot. And I think the thing that's causing people so many problems is being on that hamster wheel, not being able to see what's right in front of them. Um, And that's why it's so helpful to work with somebody. I mean, yes, you can maybe figure this out all by yourself um, and people do, uh, but if you can work with somebody, boy, that'll sure speed up the process.
0: Right, let's talk about breathing. And uh, I know you've touched on this already, but uh, what suggestions or ideas can you give us in that field of of breathing?
1: Uh, That's a really good question. Oh, okay, so Wim Hof is a great resource for that. Um, He has an 11-minute breath thing that he does on YouTube. Um, He teaches people how to uh, do cold therapy. Um, his yes. wife committed suicide and he was desperately miserable and to save his own beingness, he turned to cult therapy to help him and he has studied and researched the science on that. Actually, a lot of people have. Um, so I've gotten to the point where I can comfortably do seven minutes in 46 degrees. Um, that is, let's see, I always mix up, that's Fahrenheit. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> um, so that, that's cold. That's getting close to freezing. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, when you can do that, when you can really just tune your mind out and connect, uh, uh, one way to do that is to focus on the warmth between your palms and your thighs. Uh, while you're in that freezing cold, I found, though, that because I've been doing all this meditation and really lighting up the pineal gland, which is key, 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 um, that's more of an advanced concept. So we can talk about that in another show. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's 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 actually the transducer that, uh, you know, connects... Oh, boy. Uh, it's the third eye in the body. Uh, but but you really want that active and aware and alive. And it's most alive around 4 a.m., somewhere between 2 and 4 a.m. That's when all the advanced meditators like to meditate. It's a really, really powerful time to meditate. And it's my favorite time for sure, because the world is is busy after that. And, and you just don't get that deep, 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 intense quiet. Um, so breath work, um, I do incorporate it with my my um meditation because i find that it greatly deepens it uh if you were to do the vim hof thing for 11 minutes and then go into your meditation i i think you would find that very deeply um uh expanding uh and i I, there's so many different ways to do it uh you kind of have to mix and match what works best for you but certainly um leland holgate would be a great way to get started and vim hof would be a great way to get started
0: yeah, for sure. You've mentioned two or three different books that you've found have been life changing. Are there any other books that you would recommend in this area of mind? Actually,
1: I have a whole book section on my website. Um, so Um, A bunch of them are on there. Um, I I'm starting a, a Tuesday Tara reads because people have said to me Tara, it's like you've read every book on the planet. Um, I'm a I'm a learnaholic. <laughs> <laughs> it just—it's exciting to me. I feel like we stand on the shoulder of giants. I'm really super grateful that we live at this time when people are are, are learning all this really interesting stuff and sharing it all. And I'm glad that we live in a time that um, you know the stuff is is out there and it's accessible. Um, I think it's been there throughout history, but it it's come and gone and come and gone in various forms. Um, um, so yes, I have that reading list on there. And I, I keep coming out with more and more book suggestions because I mean, it's it's overwhelming how many great books there are.
0: Yeah, it really is. Yes, and I'll put all of this on our website, mindfulnessmode.com. Uh, you can just check it out and, uh, see what we've got there in the show notes. And my last question is about apps. Are there any apps that you recommend in this area of mindfulness?
1: Um, as far as the book question goes, if they go on Next Level Healing and subscribe, they'll, they'll hear all the people that I'm interviewing that because whenever I find an interesting book, I typically reach out to the author and, and see if they're interested in doing a, um, an interview. Apps. Um, hmm. Well, Vim um, uh, Hof has an app. Um, I haven't used it a great deal, but um that is available for people and, and he I think his work is amazing. Um I had a roommate at a Joe Dispenza event about a year and a quarter ago and she was struggling with some pretty major stuff. Um, and she got she's now a Wim Hof certified instructor. I ran into her at an event, she doesn't look like the same person. Um, she is radiant, um, and so much stronger. She was, she had been a former athlete anyway, but she really dialed into that. So, I mean, should somebody choose to go down that road? Um, you know, I think there's potentially amazing healing benefits there, even just by taking a cold shower in the morning, which as soon as I found out the benefits of cold therapy, uh, I stop taking a warm shower in the morning. I just don't take a warm shower in the morning Um, like it was it's pretty crispy outside here in Nashville today. And, um, you know, didn't take a you know, I took a cold shower about an hour ago. And boy, does it and I and you know what I think uh, when you do any of these things, it it helps uh, exponentially to do it with the attitude of wow. Rather than, oh God, I gotta take a cold shower this morning. Oh,
0: totally, I totally agree.
1: I I looked at the cold water and you don't, you know, your body doesn't wanna jump into this. Tony Robbins has said, there's not a day that I've ever gone into my cold plunge in the morning and looked forward to it. Um, I'm kind of surprised he said that because that's conditioning your brain. Um, and I think he's right. doing that for the effect of the audience, but I do condition my brain to look forward to it. I, I treat that as, wow, I don't have to go out and run, uh, you know, a, a mile or two or three to to have an amazing physiological effect on my body. I can just jump in my cold shower and and pretend that I'm in nature with, you know, the the, the you know, perfect people and, and, and laughing and playing and, and having the time of my life, you know, make it juicy. <laughs> yeah. Pretend yeah. you're with your favorite lover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, yeah.
1: seriously, the brain is so programmable. And, and there's um, a gal that I interviewed uh, named Christy Nelson, who writes a book on gratitude, but she turned me on to this wonderful, super easy little tool, rather than saying, I have to do something, you know, say, I get to do it because I can, because you know, there's, there's a guy that, um, and again, his name is Nick, and I don't remember his last name, but he has no arms and no legs, and he teaches the same thing. It's like, what do you get to do today? I heard him, you know, look at the camera and say this, and you know, the chat box just lit up with everybody going, oh, I get to take care of my kids, I get to do the shopping, I get to clean the house, I get, because when somebody's saying this to you that has no arms and no legs and is like a inc- completely empowered human being, you get the yeah. message, you know, what do you get to do today? You know, do you get to be with your your child? Do you get to be with your your parent? Do you get to, you know, get in your car and go someplace? Do you get to use your legs to walk in the park? You know, what do you get to do today? Because you can. Just tacking on that because I can at the end, it's empowering. And the brain is so programmable.
0: Yeah, Nick Santos is so fantastic. Santos is not his full last yeah. name, but if you type in Nick Santos, you'll find him. And I, yeah, I interviewed him for my show and have have met him personally a couple of times. Yeah, he's, he's just an amazing man, and it's so inspiring. And, and as you talk about Wim Hof, I'm like just nodding, 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 you know, Wim Hof. I just absolutely love it. I just finished my uh, cold immersion before the interview this morning, and uh, I like to do that every day, unless I'm traveling, when it's kind of difficult. But you know, so it's it's really fascinating to talk to you, Dr. Perry, about all of these things, and I feel like I could talk to you for hours. because- I do too, was- and
1: I I love the way your brain works. I love the way you're committed to helping people, um, like like you, uh, you know, or, or like we we are both the same in that we're anytime we find something useful. We're just like reaching out there, um, connecting with that person and then sharing it with as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Well, because
1: all, you know, okay. I do want to mention atomic habits. Um, You only, you only have to get better 1%. Um, uh, It's everything is framing. Um, You you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to, you know, build a house overnight. You you just get 1% better. Um, So, so minor little, little changes can, can, change everything. And if you get one percent better uh, each day, the mathematics on that because it compounds on itself, it's not that you're three hundred and sixty you know degrees better at the end of the year. you're uh, you know you're you're like, what is it twenty four times? it's 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 it multiplies on itself. So if you get one percent better every day, you're like twenty four times better by the end of the year. and and that's that's heartening because most people think, well, I can get one percent better today. You know can you be one percent nicer to somebody else yeah for can sure you can you be one percent kinder to yourself you know can you can you notice one percent of those nasty things that you're saying to yourself and and replace it with something good you know there's oh can you can you get one percent more physical activity that you need today um can you do one percent more breathing activities than you, you you know and they just keep adding up and nice. and and then the other trick is to connect a positive emotion to the changes that are occurring Because I found that people, you know, habitually, they might be capable of doing good things that have good outcomes. But if you're not telling your nervous system, I say the nervous system is like a puppy dog. If you don't get that puppy dog's tail wagon going, oh, okay, I did a good job. Then if if you just sit there and go, okay, well, yeah, I accomplished that. But so what? Let's, you know, you know, then the the dog just sits in the corner and goes, oh, well, I don't know what to do. Right. Yeah, that's so so it, that's that that's the you know, that starts the loop, you know, it's the, the change in behavior, the change in thought, change in behavior, change in outcome, and then you got to feel good about it. Because then you'll do it again and again and again. And then it becomes like all the other, you know, then, you know, like all the bad habits, uh, you, you've now created a, a good habit that feeds yeah. on itself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've given us so much to do to improve and so many thoughts and ideas, suggestions, books to read. Wow. It really has been an experience where we've received tools to improve our lives dramatically. Do you have any final words of advice, Dr. Perry, as we wrap up this interview today here on Mindfulness Mode?
1: Um, well, keep tuning in to shows like this that, that have good answers because there's a, 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 you can drown in information out there. So the key is to dial into information that has uh, good positive effects. Um, and if somebody out there is struggling with an emotion or a feeling that they've been struggling with forever and they want to work one-on-one, just go to my website, go to consulttire.com, fill out a few questions to get some clarity on what that is, what it's been costing you, how it's hurting you. And change is so doable. I, 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 it, it's just so heartening to see how um, reprogrammable the brain is.
0: Oh, it is. It is incredible. And we to imagine that we used to think that the brain was not yes they you know? used to
1: think that the adult brain they used to teach this stuff but yeah. if they, but and, and and this has happened throughout history i mean as mark gober says you know history has a really short uh, attention span because we think that what we currently know is is actually real but over over and over and over again the model has been overturned and what you mentioned about neuroplasticity you know they used to think the adult brain was set well it's not at all no
0: not at all no Well, it has been just fascinating talking to you today. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show on Mindfulness Mode today, Dr. Perry.
1: Well, Bruce, I appreciate your work. And and I love the questions that you ask. Um, That's another key to life is if you want better answers, you got to ask better questions. And you ask great questions, Bruce.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. You have a great rest of your day, Dr. Perry.
1: Thank you, Bruce.
0: Bye now. Once again, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And with that, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.